like to say thank you for your presence this morning. Uh, have to follow the Holy Spirit because uh, the Spirit has been so in my spirit about things that is forthcoming to us. And we have to be prepared. On Wednesday nights, we you know, past few Wednesday nights, and the Lord allowed me to stand, we, we talked about uh, famines and stuff, and, and uh, eventually uh, we will, America and, and around the world, we will see famines. And uh, it's not only, right now we're in a spiritual famine. If you look around, we are in a spiritual famine. It's not only here, but it's everywhere. But there's going to come a physical famine. And so uh, God has revealed to us that as he blesses and brings forth prosperity, we need to learn to put up. Because it's, once that time comes and, and, and the famine hits, all the prosperity that we've seen prior to it, that it's going to consume it as if it never existed. So God's people has to be prepared. So this morning we're going to go into the book of Revelations, uh, chapter number 6 is where we're going to begin in the book of Revelations. And our subject this morning uh, from chapter 6 in the book of Revelations, we're going to talk about the four horsemen. We're going to speak about the four, four horsemen. Now, the reason why I keep emphasizing, and not only to, to, to people I come in contact with, as well as the people in, in the house, is because God is, is stirring some things in my spirit. I had a dream, I guess, in the latter part of last week, I believe it was, and it was a strange dream. I, I dreamt about a, a pastor that I had about 15, maybe 20 years ago, but he's deceased. And I couldn't understand why I was dreaming about my deceased pastor. But we were at some type of gathering, and it looks like food was involved. But I remember, I, I remember that when I tried to get to his son, even though his son was present, I couldn't get to his son because I wanted to send a message uh, uh, to him because I wanted to connect with the father, the father that's deceased. Well, in that dream, I, I, I saw a person that, that was the pastor's aide president during that time when I was at that particular church. And so I go up to her and I called her by name and I asked her was she going to that particular uh, to see that family that day. And, and she said to me, she said, no. She said, did you not know that uh, they're having to drive back and forth to this particular place called Wilmington? So Wilmington's North Carolina. Well, I don't know anybody in that particular area. I, I have no clue. And so when I awakened, I immediately called one of their family members, the one that was in the dream, and I began to inquire from him uh, and tell him about the dream that I had and about what I dreamt about his father. And uh, so he, he couldn't make any type of connection. And so, well, that yeah, he couldn't make a connection. So when I spoke to his son, his son brought forth to me about Wilmington. Because God was saying, in the dream, I said, I don't know anybody that lives there. So then he says, he's where my uncle's there. But what I knew that was in the dream was about sickness. I knew sickness was in the dream. And for whatever reason, I, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be about. And so when he mentioned about his aunt, well, immediately I called the aunt. Well, the first thing I did, I sent a, a, a message on Facebook. Well, when I sent the message on Facebook to tell her I had a dream about her father, uh, I saw where she responded. She, she saw it. She did the little check, but she didn't call me. So I left a number. I left my telephone number. And so the spirit prompted me a little bit more. 
And at that time, the Spirit says to me, tell her specifically why you're trying to contact her. So at this time, I begin to say, you know, there was some sickness that was involved. I, I don't know what it is, but I do know something about the name Wilmington. I, I don't know what that means. I said, I learned that that's where you live. So at that point, she called after the second message. So when she calls after the second message, she said, well, let me say some things to you before you tell me about the dream. And she said, some while back, I heard some negative things about you. I said, honey, I don't care nothing about what people said a long time ago. I said, I move forward. I said, I don't stay in yesterday. I don't do that. So and when she finished that, she said, well, what was the dream? As I began to tell her about the dream, something to do with sickness, and this is why I'm staying with this word. Now, I had to share this in order for you to understand why I'm staying where, God, where the Holy Spirit is leading me. She said to me, she said, now, day before, the day before I had the dream that her daughter had called her and said she was three months pregnant, and the doctors told her that the baby was going to be born as a Down syndrome. So she knew then that the message was from the Lord. She said, yeah, I, I know that this is of God because, see, I had no clue where she lived, you know, didn't know where her situation was, hadn't touched base with them in probably eight, nine years. So I knew it was of, of God. So it was a word of knowledge. And at that point, you know, people that God sends through never write them off. When I said never write them off, not so much for them to remain here, but what reason they were here while they were here. I shared with her because the first thing she spoke about doing was having an abortion because the child was going to have Down syndrome. And so I began to share with her about a little child that was healed here in this ministry that's eight years old now that had the same identical thing, had a missing chromosome. And they had told, the, the DSS had told her that, uh, told the parent that she could not be among children because of her immune system and plus that, that missing chromosome. Well, needless to say, God supernaturally healed, healed the little girl. And uh, she's, like I said, she's eight years old now. And when she, when she goes back to the doctor, the doctor could not understand what happened because that chromosome was no longer missing. Now she lives a normal, everyday life life. She lives, she lives a, a normal life now. So, so the thing is, God is saying to all of us, we need to take heed to what the Lord is saying. Amen? Now, here we are in, in the book of Revelations, chapter number 6. Uh, Revelations chapter number 6. Uh, chapter number 6. Amen? Because we got the little children back in the back and they're eating. So, um, Chapter number six, Revelations, the book of Revelations, chapter number six. And we're going to talk about the four horsemen. Amen. Are we there? Are we there? God, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We give you glory. We ask Holy Master that you just wrap your arms around us. Keep us focused. Keep us um, in, uh, in the realm in the of the Spirit that we may hear what the Spirit is saying to us. And we thank you and we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. At Revelations, chapter number six. And we're talking about the four horsemen. The four horsemen. Chapter number six, beginning at verse number one. It says, And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the beasts saying, Come and see. Come and see. 
Now, it, it takes the Lamb, it takes Christ to, to open the seal. It takes him to open the seal. Verse number two says, And I saw, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Now, the first thing we're going to see, we're talking about a sequence here, a, a sequence. The first thing we're going to see uh, in the coming days uh, is a spirit of deception. We're talking about sequence. Talking about a sequence. So many people are the election, and I have to go here. But what they do not understand and what they do not know Everything has to be ushered in in his time. This is why God has said to us that God is going to release prosperity to whomever, whether you're part of the body, whether you're not part of the body. He is going to release prosperity, but it's only going to be temporal. It's only going to last for a little while. And he says to us, we need to make sure as he... Uh, releases his prosperity. However it comes, we learn to put something up. Put some money back. Amen. Because most times when we get money, <laughs> well, we go spending, right? Can, can we be real in the house? Amen. We, just, we might as well be real. But, but God said, I want to prepare you for yet what is to come. And what is to come is this, this thing of pro prosperity is going to come. It, 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 going to happen. But it's going to enter into a realm where it's going to be so bad in a famine, a physical famine, it's going to happen. It is going to eat up that which is prosperous. Amen? So we need to be very, very careful and hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen? Now, looking at the first thing it talks about in verse number 2, Revelation chapter number 6, because we're talking about the four horses. Now, verse number two, the first thing, the first thing that we see is a white horse, horse representing power. It's, and he that sat on him, he had a bow. He had a bow. There's no arrow. He just had a bow. Okay? Then the Bible says, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. There is going to be a, a, a deception. Satan it's going, every, what you see, it's going to appear to be as it is of, of God. But it's not going to be of God. It's going to be a false deception. Now, let's look at Revelations chapter number 19. So we can do some comparison here so you can understand when these things began to happen. Revelations chapter number 19. We're talking about the four horsemen. Revelations chapter number 19. Amen. Are we there? All right. Now, Revelation chapter number 19, beginning at verse number 10. Verse 10 says, And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and all thy brethren that have a testimony of Jesus worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of what? The prophecy. The spirit of prophecy. I'm not saying to you that I'm a prophet. No. I'm just telling you what God has shown me. Amen. Okay. Now, verse 11 says, 
And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. He that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. You remember the white horse in Revelation 6? Okay. Now, here we're in Revelation 19. This is how we're going to be able to discern, because there is going to come a deception in, in our time frame. It says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he doeth judge, and he does what? He makes war. We're going to see about that war in the next coming verse in Revelation 6, okay? But right now, we're going to deal with the spirit of deception. Verse 13 says, um, his eye, no, verse 12, his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head was many, many crowns. You remember in Revelation 6, it said he was given a crown. Now here, the true, the true Christ, he has many crowns, okay? On his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. Now let's look at 13. Verse 13 says, And he was clothed with a virtue dipped in blood, and his name is called what? of God. Okay? Now remember the other one, that w there was not a name that attacked him being representative of the, the white horse is a spirit of deception because it's going to look like purity. It's going to look like the right thing. It's going to look like righteousness, but it's not going to be that. Okay? It is a spirit of deception. Because so many of the people of God, in the world, the world is already deceived. But there's so many of the people of God are, are deceived. Amen? And the only way we cannot be deceived, we've got to know what the, what the Bible says. Amen? All right. Now, verse 14 says, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of wrath of Almighty God. Verse 16 says, And he hath on his virtue and on his thigh a name written, King of kings, and lords of lords. He identifies himself. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter number 24. Matthew, St. Matthew. St. Matthew chapter number 24. Let's go to Matthew. St. Matthew chapter number 24. And we are going to begin reading at verse uh, number 3. Matthew 24, and we're going to start reading at verse number 3. Amen? Remember, we're talking about the four horsemen, okay? There's going to be a sequence of events that's going to take place. Because the first one is going to be a spirit of deception in the world. Spirit of deception. Now, verse number 3 in Matthew chapter number 24 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Okay? Now, he's asking what, what, what's going to be the sign now. We, we see, we as a person, we've got to be watchful. Amen? Now, verse number 4 in Matthew chapter number 24 says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Take heed that no man does what? Deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. See, two things can happen. Man can deceive you and you yourself can deceive you. Y'all can't. 
Not only can the external man out there deceive you, but we ourselves can deceive our own selves. Amen. You know how many times we, we did some things and thought some things and moved in certain ways. We thought that we said we put God's name on and it wasn't really God. That that was us deceiving ourselves. Amen. Because we want it, right? Nobody done that but me. Yeah, yeah, we, we've done it. We might as well get real. We, we, we've done that thing. Amen. I know I have. And you end up paying a price for it, right? There's some consequences behind that. Now, it says make sure that, that no man deceive you, meaning, uh, no external as well as ourselves. And then the Bible says in verse 5, For many shall come and put my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall what? Deceive many. That is in red letters. So that lets me know, as Jesus is speaking, it is going to happen. Many go, see, that's why sometimes you've got to be careful where the crowd is. Because you start following the crowd, because that's where the crowd is, you're going to mess around and get yourself to see you. Because, see, the, the, you've, got, you've got to check things out. It, it, it's very crucial. Because, see, everything that, that says is of God, it's not of God. Everything that shines is not gold. Amen. Because, you know, we've got a lot of counterfeit stuff, right? I bought some, you know. It looked like it's the real thing, but it wasn't the real thing, right? Amen, amen, amen. Okay, now, the Bible says this. Uh, uh, For many shall come in, in, in my name, saying, I am Christ, is Jesus speaking, and shall deceive many. But watch what he says in verse number 6. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. The reason why the end is not yet because there's going to be a sequence of events. Okay. See, right now, people get scared, you know, all the ends come, you know. No, everything else has to happen. There's got to be a sequence of events. Now, dropping down to verse number 8 in Matthew chapter number 24, it says, all these are the what? The beginning of sorrow. Now, if all of this is the beginning of sorrow, I'd hate to see what's in the middle, and I'd hate to see what's at the end. Amen. If this is the beginning... Wars, rules of wars, deception, that's just the beginning. I'm afraid to look at what's at the, at the end. Amen? But he says now, this is just the beginning of sorrow. Dropping down now um, to verse uh, number 10. Let's look at 10. Verse 10 says, And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. We've got so much hatred going on in the world now. It's pathetic. Amen? Amen. Now, verse 11 says, And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. False prophets going to show up, and there's that spirit of deception. Okay? Then it says, And because iniquity, which is sin, shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. You will see an onset of uh, continual sin. Sin is going to abound. It's going it, to increase more and more and more. And then you're going to see the love of many that's going to wax cold. People don't love like they used to. They don't love like they used to. So but it's also what's happening is it's fulfilling the word of God. Now let's skip over to verse number 24. Verse number 24. And, and Matthew chapter number 24. Now verse 24 says, For there shall arise, he reemphasizes it again, For there shall arise false Christ, and false prophets, and shall show what? Great signs and wonders 
insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. What's going to cause people to be deceived? It's going to be signs and wonders. Now, we, we, we're bad about wanting to see some, right? <laughs> we want to see some. You know, show and tell. Show and tell. Well, we've got to show and tell and understand that that's part of that spirit of deception. And then it says, and this is the skip part. This is why we have to be very, very, very close to God. It's very, because it says, if possible, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. That means people. If it's possible, we can get deceived by these signs and wonders. Amen. But we want to make sure we stay close to the Word of God, stay close to God, so we can be able to know what's going on and what time frame we're in. Now, let's go back to Revelation chapter number 6. Going back to Revelation chapter number 6. Revelation chapter number 6. All right, that's, that's the first thing we're going to see. That's the first horseman. That it's going to represent that, 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 that spirit of deception. Now, in Revelation chapter number 6, we're going to look at verse number 3. Now, verse 3 says, And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. Power was given to him that sat thereon to do what? Take peace from the earth. And that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. The, the next thing that's going to happen, after we see that spirit of deception, peace is going to be taken away from the earth. Yeah, we think what we see now is crazy. It's going to get worse. It's, it's going to get a whole lot worse. Now, let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians Chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 5. Now, you stay with uh, Revelation chapter number 6 because we're coming back to that. We're coming back to that. 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 5. Okay? Remember now, these are sequence of events that we're going to see that's going to happen. 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 5. Now, Verse number, uh, uh, we'll begin verse 1. Verse 1 says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write to you. Paul is talking. Verse 2 says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Verse 3 says, For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But then he says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that they that should overtake you as a thief. In other words, because you are children of the light, like in verse number 5, because you are children of the light, then what is going to happen when, it, as the word says, peace and destruction, or peace and safety, then come a sudden destruction will come upon them? We've got to remember when everything looks like it's going well, Everything's peaceful. You better make sure you're doing some praying. Because from that point, sudden destruction is going to show up. See, that, that, that's another thing. When it looks like we're going, we're going to be entering into a time of peace, in, in, in the seasons and the years to come, we're going to not only enter a prosperity, uh, but there's going to be a, a time of peace. 
but it's going to be a false peace. It's going to be a false sense of peace. Okay? A false sense of peace. All these, these are sequences. Now, it says, verse number 5, Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor we are darkness. God, people should be able to see. Even though it appears to be everything is going to be love, everything is beautiful, everything is peaceful, we as the children of the light should be able to see there's a day behind this peace here. There's always a storm behind that perfect peace. Always. So we're going to have to be watchful. Now, you know, it talks about how, how people are going to be one, one against another. Let's go to St. Luke chapter number 12. Y'all don't mind walking through the scriptures, right? St. Luke chapter number 12. Talking about no peace. We're talking about this, this peace situation. St. Luke chapter number 12. Are we there? Now, verse number 51. Verse 51 in St. Luke. All right. It says, suppose ye that Christ is speaking now. Remember, this is written in red, okay? Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on the earth. Suppose. You're thinking, I've come. Christ came to get peace on earth. Watch what he says. He says, I tell ye, nay, but rather what? Division. He's bringing division upon the earth. He says, suppose ye that I'm bringing peace upon the earth. But he says, I'm going to be bringing division. Now, let me show you something that's interesting I, I, I've discovered here. Um, when it goes on, it begins to, to identify the division. You know how we love to quote the scripture about um, a man's enemy is in his own household? That's true. However, however, there, there is a distinction here. Amen? Now, what, 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 watch, watch what, what it is. Verse number 52, St. Luke, chapter number 12. It says, from henceforth there shall be... Five in one house, what? Divided. Now, you got to go to your own house. Not, not only your external house where you live, but this one inside here, too. Inside your house, spiritual house. So we have division inside. One day we feel like a next day we feel all right, right? <laughs> one day we were, we're all about Jesus, and the next day we're all about the world, right? So there's a division there, right? Can we be real in house? <laughs> can, we, can we be real? Okay? All right, now. Watch what it says. It says, From henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two, and two against three. Now watch verse number 53. 53 says, The father shall be divided against who? The son. The son against the father. Then it says, The mother against the daughter. And the daughter against the mother. The mother-in-law against the mother. The mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law. And the daughter-in-law against her mother. When I looked at that, you know, first thing, I, I, I kept thinking about family. I thought, I thought about children. And I thought about the, uh, the, the parents and stuff. And, I, and it, it took me until now to really get this. You know what I saw? I saw generations. I saw the younger generation against the older generation. Now, if you think about it, and, and you don't have to speak it out, 
Because everybody knows you, know, you keep some baby, you keep it safe. Amen. But when it comes along, sometimes the children will rise up against their parents, right? Amen. You, the, the, the son will go up against the daddy, the, the, the daughter will go up against the mama, and they, they mouth it, right? The, the, the Bible speaks that will come, that we are in that generation now, not coming. We are in that generation now where that division, generational division within the house. Generational. You know how it is, young people, you, 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 you too old, that's yesteryear. Y'all don't know no better. This is a new day. Anybody been told that? Yeah, this is a new day. Y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. It's not that we well. We do get it too. We get it. We get it. You know why we get it? It's because we've been there before. I always tell every child, you know, and every parent, listen, don't, don't, don't even try to fool me. It's the same tricks you playing now. I played it too. It's just a new day, and I'm a little bit older, and you're younger. But I can tell you. They said, well, when those, my, my children, they will, yes, your child will. Because I used to say that, too, about my daughter. Trust. Oh, she's a perfect little angel. Yeah, as long as she and your But if she get with the wrong crew, you can whatever she got and bring them home with her. Amen. Been there, done it, got a trophy and a T-shirt. Hey. And got a daughter to prove it. And you know what's, what's so funny? Now the grandkids begin to ask me, well, Mama, uh, Grandmama, did, did Mama do this when, we, when she, she come Yes, ma'am, she did. And see, my daughter wants me to say, oh, no, and, oh, yeah, she did it. She did it. She, she went on punishment. We used to call them back in the day the cheese wagon, talking about the school bus. Sometimes she got a car at 16 years old. That's why I'm against people too quick by giving their children cars. Because at 16 years old, first thing I said, I said, listen, you drive school, you don't put nobody else in this car. Because just as soon as you have an accident, they're going to be ready to sue you and take you for everything that you got. You know what happened? And I told her, I said, so I said Holy Spirit will let me know when you do it. It wasn't long. It wasn't three weeks after she had the car. When she leaves school, she got her little crowd in the car with her. And you know I met her at the door. When she got home, keys, please. I took the keys. I said, from now on, for the next few weeks, you're riding the cheese wagon coming to the school bus. Well, Mama, how did you know? The Holy Spirit told. She didn't know I had some people there watching. Because they, they knew what I believed and what I went for. Amen. You, you see, you, it takes an army to take our truth. Amen. You just can't do it by yourself. But that, that's going to be a generational divide. So we got to understand that. Because Christ has already told us that there's going to be a generational divide. So it's going to be taken from the earth. Amen. Now, let's go back to, no, let's go to Michael. Michael. Michael might need one of those hard books in the Bible. The fine. The book of Michael. I think it's Michael. Michael chapter number 7. Michael, let me see if I find it. Who? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Michael chapter number 7. Wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me, let me get myself there. And I, when I get myself there, then I can get y'all there. Amen. Amen. The only, only difference is I've got a, it's M-I-C-A-H. only difference is I've got some little stickers. Amen. <laughs> That makes a difference that I can, I can find it. Amen. I may have them, but I'm okay. Let's 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 move on, here, brother. Who? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, it is. It's in the Old Testament. Michael, what did I say? Chapter seven. Wait a minute. Hold on one sec. Let me let me find my scriptures here. Okay. Michael, chapter number seven. Michael 
7 and 6. Michael. Michael 7. Michael chapter number 7. Michael chapter number 7. Verse number 6. Mr. Marcellette, would you read verse number 6, please? You see, and, and Luke, which is New Testament, it speaks about the division, the generation. Now we go to Old Testament, Michael, chapter 7, verse 6. For the son dishonoreth the father, the daughter rises up against her mother, the daughter-in-law uh, against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies are the men of his own house. So there's that generational gap even then. See, that, that, that's that prophecy that has gone forth, okay? Remember now, we're talking about the sequence. We, we, we see where there's, there's going to be a deception, okay, uh, during this time of prosperity. Remember now, I can't emphasize it enough. Remember, as God blesses, remember to please put up, right? Somebody said, well, I, I'm, I'm really going through, and I can hardly make it now. Let me tell you, you got $2, so you better save two cents. You're going to have to put back something. Amen. And some of the things that you think that you need now, because when prosperity comes, we think we have to have it. Well, we didn't have it when our tight season. Why do we think we need it in our prosperity season? It worked for you, it worked for you then, right? When you didn't have it, okay? Let's go back now to Revelation chapter number 6. Talking about these four horsemen. It's a sequence of things that is happening, or going to be happening. Peace is going to be taken from earth. Generational, generational uh, 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 dispute, okay? Now, back to Revelation chapter number 6. Revelation chapter number 6. Now, verse number 5 says, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. Here we are. And I beheld, lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Hmm. The next sequence, after we, after we see uh, uh, the, 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 the peace taken from the earth, then comes the famine. Now, it talks about that, see, black, blackness represents the, the famine, okay? Then it's going to be so bad, it's going to be weighed out. It talks about a pair of balances. Now, verse 6 says, And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny. And three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. There will go, there's going to come a time when there's going to be a rationing of food. But hear me, not me, but the Holy Spirit. There's going to come a time when there's going to be a rationing of food. If you have not prepared yourself, then you're going to be left behind with everybody else. Now, one other dream that I had, and I've shared this before with the church. I had this dream where big I don't know running. I have a lot of people. I remember, I remember my brother, he was going to look to purchase some bread. We were out there also trying to purchase some bread. I remember me and Dr. Mello, we was together, and for whatever reason, he went one way and I went another. I, I don't understand that part. But what I do understand is there was a long line in my dream. It was a real long line. And in this long line, people were lining up to buy bread. Now, when we get there, I asked somebody to, to allow me to cut in line. 
I cut in line, and there was only three loaves of bread left. Three loaves of bread. All those people were lined up to buy. I cut in line to, to, to purchase, and that loaf of bread cost me $7 a loaf in my dream. One thing I know about the, about the dreams that the Holy Spirit I don't push them away. Whenever the Holy Spirit prompts me to, to share, I share them. The last time I was in this situation, and, 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 and I saw, once again, a lot of people everywhere, there was a great need, there was something real bad, jobs lost, it was awful. The church I attended about 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, I went to the pastor, he was a young pastor, I shared with him about the dream that I had. And I told him, I said, you need to start telling the people they need to start putting up because something is going to happen and it is going to be bad. Well, he looked me in my face and he said, well, I've already told him. I don't need for me to tell him no more. But you know, the Holy Spirit is good. The Holy Spirit will whoop you. Y'all know that? The Holy Spirit will whoop you. Well, Sunday they were there. Then the pastor stood up and he began to tell the people that things were going to be bad. Well, Next thing we knew, you remember when the stock market crashed? A lot of people lost their 401Ks. A lot of money was lost. People were out of jobs. Well, then he stood before the church. He said, well, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. See, God will warn us way down the road before it happens. But then it's up to every individual to hear what the Holy Spirit do, says, and then to prepare there is going, we're going to have that time of prosperity. I've got to keep emphasizing over and over. It's going to happen. You may not have nothing right now, but I'm going to tell you, it's coming your way. And because it's coming your way, we've got to know what to do with it. You know, it's a lot, but when we put it in our hands, we've got a way of messing money up, right? We've got a way of messing money up. Amen. But, but the, the fact remains, God says, it is going to be so rough, so bad, that when that famine comes in that time, because that's another sequence of it, what is going to happen, it's going to be just like the prosperity never did exist. That's how bad it will be. That's how bad it is going to be. A rationing of food. A rationing of food. Now, let's go, let's continue reading, because I, I want to make sure we get it, because when it talks about, and, and verse number 6, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. See, that I've not heard all. When you talk about that rationing, you know, it's like it's going to take us a, a day's a, a labor of wages for us to be able to put a meal on the table. Whatever you're making now, uh, your wage for that day, it's, it's, inflation will go up. Money is going to become less. And I don't know about y'all, but you look around, it's happening now. It's less and less. The, dollar, the value of the dollar is a whole lot less now than what it was a long time ago. You cannot go buy what you could have bought a long time ago with that same dollar because the value of it has decreased. Amen? But what, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us is what is, what is lined up. Now, I'm going to have to say this. The, the, per, the, the reason why the person is in the office now is because it, it's setting things in motion. Is setting things in motion. These things will happen. Amen? Prosperity is going to come, but the famine has come too. Right after the prosperity, a famine is coming. Can't emphasize it enough. Now, verse 7 says, 
And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. Verse 8 says, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, hell, and hell followed with him. Power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword, with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. See, there's going to come a time when in certain parts of the earth, not only will there be a deception, but they're going to they have death, and they're they going to have disease, they're going to have hunger. All that is going to be wrapped up in one. It's going to be even more severe. Now, let's, let's go to Zechariah chapter number 6. And I think this is the last, last uh, place we will go. Zechariah. Help me, Holy Spirit. Zechariah chapter number 6. Zechariah chapter number 6. Zechariah chapter number 6. How are they? Zechariah chapter number 6. Talking about the four horsemen. The four horsemen. The sequence of events that are going to take place. Prosperity. There, there will be division, confusion, hatred. Peace will be taken from the earth. Comes the famine. When you deal with that, after that famine, then will come death. When you talk about a famine, I mean, it, it, we're talking about a severe famine. You know, you, we, we think about the third world countries, how, how difficult things are there. You know, it's coming, it's coming to America. You know, it, it, it's like a lot of times we did not believe that some of the things that are happening now would ever show up at our door. But, but you remember Dr. Mallory used to say, it's going to be in a theater near us. It's going to be in a theater near you. Well, now the theater is, is here. Long time ago, uh, uh, I remember saying this to my, to my son-in-law. And there was a, 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 a uproar, a unrest over into some of these foreign countries because they wanted to get out the leadership, right? You know, if you ever watched anything, that was taking place. We never thought nothing like that would be here in America. Well, here it is. <laughs> it's here. It's in a theater right where we are. See, we looked over there and we looked at those foreign countries and we said, oh, those pitiful people. Look at that unrest. I mean, look what they're doing. But we've got it in our own place. Amen. Now, Zechariah chapter number 6, and this is our last few verses. Zechariah chapter six. Verse, verse says, And I turned, and I lifted up mine eyes, and looked, and behold, there came four chariots out from between two mountains. And the mountains was mountains of brass. Verse 2 says, and the first chapter, red horses, bloodshed, war. Anytime you got war, you're going to have bloodshed. Anytime you got confusion, you're going to have bloodshed. Amen. Anytime that there's a disagreement and people cannot agree, sooner or later things hit off and the next night you got blood everywhere. Amen. Now, here you see it says, in the first chariot were red horses, and in the second chariot, what come in the second chariot? Black horses, famine. You got war, you got bloodshed, you got famines. That's the same thing that you see in Revelation chapter number 6. Here it is. Zechariah is speaking of it, okay? Now, we've got to make sure we move into denial. See, a lot of times when we read the Bible, we, we look at the Bible, we think about, oh, it's, oh, that was back then. No, baby, you better move up to now. 
You got to be able to say, okay, Holy Spirit, teach me, show me what is really going on. All you got to do is look, look and listen. You know, you have to look and listen. Now, he, he's saying here now, he sees uh, uh, red horses, then he sees the, uh, uh, the black horses. Now, verse 3 says, and in the third chariot, there what? White horses. That's, that's deception now. And in the fourth chariot, gristle and bay horses. Now, this is the same thing as that pale horse. Okay? Where everything, you got, you got the war, you got the famine, you got death and hell. All that commingled together. Now, watch, I want you to see something. The location. Now, the Holy Spirit showed me this. And I said, oh, my God. It says, then I answered and I said unto the angel that talked with me, what are these, my Lord? And the angel answered and said unto me, these are the what? Four spirits of the heavens. Now, when you read Revelation chapter 6, don't be looking for no horses. Because the Bible just specifically said here, they identified the, the, uh, uh, the, the red horse, the black horse, the white horse, the, the pale horse. It says there, these are the four spirits of the heavens. What we're saying, everything is coming from heaven. God is releasing these spirits into the earth. There is going to be a sequence now. You've you got to get it. If nobody else in this world gets it, house of destiny should get it. If everybody else go lacking, house of destiny should not go lacking. And the reason why is because it's been taught. When God has revealed. Don't look at the individual. Hear the message. Because after a while you're going to want to get in somebody else's pocket. But you're going to have to be like those people with the, you know, the virgins, five wise and five foolish. You have to get your own life. Because all of them will have the same opportunity. But the, the wise, they had enough sense to trip. They had enough sense to trip. They, they knew that God meant what he meant. But you have unwise. Well, I'm going to do it my way. My way will be at that back of that line waiting to buy some bread that's going to cost $7. And some of those that listen to the Word of God are going to be able to move up to the front line and get what you need. Don't be unwise now. If anybody else go lacking, the people that should not go lacking is who? House of destiny. Should be because you should you won't be going because the Holy He loves us enough to tell us. He loves us enough to reveal what's coming. And it's our job to go back and tell somebody else. Now they may receive it, may not receive it. We've been there too. Told people. Told them how to vest. Very well, no. One that did vest got. They weren't even from this house. But listen with that spiritual ear, not with the flesh. Because, see, the flesh, is, the, the flesh has an appetite. It all wants to eat the things of the world. You don't care nothing about the things of God. It wants the things that's going to satisfy itself, flesh. We all got it. Amen. We all got it. Now, now, let's get back to this, this, this final word. Watch this. Now, it says, he asked a question. He said, what are these, my Lord? He talks about these are the four spirits of the heavens which go forth from standing before the Lord of all the earth. The black horses 
which are therein go forth into the where? The north country. Now, here's some, some, I need some historical people, history book people. I looked, I said, okay, God, tell me these countries that's in this north, in the north country. I, I know these nations is in the north. When it gave me a list, it gave me a list of America. It gave me a list of Russia. It gave me, what is it? It gave me Canada, and it gave me the Europe. Y'all see what's in those nations? All right. And, and, and whatever else is in that list, some of y'all know. If you don't know, go home and study. Because where, what's going to happen is you're going to see a bloodshed and the famine is going to be in those north countries, which will include us. It will, it will include us. Because we were listed number one. It's going to include us. It's going to happen. Bloodshed is going to happen. Famine is going to happen. But if you put this up because we are children of the what? The light. Nothing should surprise us. Because we are children of the light. <laughs> okay? Light. Now, it's been revealed. Now, watch the other part. It says, and the white horse, come in the spirit of deception, go forth after them, and the grizzle go forth toward the south country. Now, that's the same horse that, that same that, that means death and hell. Because in other words, it's going to encapsulate all of it. They're going to go into the south country. Now, I looked up the south country. You know, it, south country is, is Africa, South America, India, and it also mentions some parts of China. So when you look at Revelation chapter number 6, you bring that thing down. And something, it's going to be a whole lot worse. See, we're going to end up with, with, with just, and that's bad enough, you know, uh, uh, the famine and the bloodshed. But then in other parts of the, of the nations and the countries, they're going to end up with all, and there's going to be so much death following the famine. And there's going to be so many unrepentant folks. Then hell, hell rises up. So we've got to make sure, we have to make very sure that we hear what the Spirit says. I prayed and asked the Lord this morning. Two things I asked, I asked God this morning. First thing I said, God, I need to know what's to hold up about a certain situation. And he said, unrepentant sin. First thing he said, unrepentant sin. Immediately, I pray. And the second thing I said, and I, in fact, I wrote it in my prayer journal. And I have my journal here with me in that little black book over there by Mr. Marshall. And you can see it for yourself because I'm up here and it's there. Then I said this. I said, Lord, send some families that got children. Do I need to get my book? I'm coming down because I'm, I'm done. But I want to I read this. See, sometimes people think they're here for whatever reason they think they're here for. But I'm going to show you what the Holy Spirit allowed me to write this morning. And the time. I ain't let you read all of my prayer. Because some of y'all might take it and use it for the wrong reason. Let me see. 
the last time I did this, it showed up. Right? I believe the last time I did this, they showed up. Let's see. All right, let's see. Mr. Marshall, let's read the last part because I got some questions about your person. that you will send families with children to us for us to nurture up and train in the a family here that got some children that hadn't been here before and they're here now you're here but you came back then I see some two then I see some little children here this morning A family with children. A family with children. Spirit. Holy Spirit was praying. that came in with you by prayer. See, the time was Let me let, let you read the time. Don't let Mr. Marshall read the time. Let me read it. I've got the wrong date. April 27th. So, see so what date is right there? Sun, Sunday, 11, 26, 16. Today's the 27th. I thought the date was the 26th, but today's the 27th. So, this was written this morning. Amen. So, there's two things that have to take place. Well, one thing is already taking place. The family's here with children. The second part is the body, house of destiny, has to nourish and love on. Amen. So come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Praise.